story. So today we're going to leave different from the way that we came in. I would like us to go please to the Gospel of Luke. The Gospel of chapter number 2 and verse number 11. This is the story of uh, the Christmas story. And I'm uh, just going to pick up some things in here. Luke chapter 2 and verse 11. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Verse number uh, um, 14, it says, Glory to God in the, in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Glory to to God in the highest. I would like to uh, entitle today's message and maybe this series of messages. We'll see how we end up. But uh, uh, I would like to uh, entitle it the highest. In the Amharic language, the word that is used is Aryam. Samayat, Samayat. Ruk, hmm? far, high, the highest of the highest. Praise the Lord. There is a highest. There is something high, higher, and and Jesus' birth was celebrated in the? It was recognized in the? It was celebrated in the? Praise the Lord. There is a highest. Just like to give some introductory, introductory scriptures, and then we'll get into the ideas for today. Just making a case for this thing called the highest. In Psalm chapter 57, and verse number 5, it says, Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Deuteronomy chapter 10 and verse 14, it says, To the Lord your God belong the heavens, even the highest heavens. Ooh, hallelujah. The earth and everything in it. And Nehemiah chapter 9 and verse number 6. You alone are the Lord. You made the heavens, even the highest heavens, and all their starry hosts, the earth and all that is in it, the sea and all that is in them. You give life to everything, and the multitudes of heaven worship you. Second Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 2, and KB was uh, working on this last week a little bit from a different angle. But Paul says, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up into the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know. But God knows, was caught up to paradise and heard inexpressible things. Things that no one is permitted to tell. Hallelujah. The highest heaven. High above the highest high, high. Turn to your neighbor and say hi. I was playing with the words. High also means hello. You know, it, it, 
It's not quite the same in Amharic language, but it works in the English. Uh, Jesus' birth was celebrated in the highest heaven. I want to just create an appetite for each and every one of us for this highest heaven. There is heaven, high heaven, and the highest heaven. Uh, highest heaven is our home. Highest heaven is where we have been born again from. Highest heaven is where God lives. But he also finds residence in our hearts at the same time. He's a big God. He is a great God. And he is high and highly to be praised. So by the end of this series, it's my faith that we are going to go up somewhere. Bring your seatbelt. Get ready. It's going, we're going to go to high heavens and highest heavens at a very high speed in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Um, just like there is an earth, and this earth realm in which we live, there's also a highest heaven. We oftentimes, we miss the activities and the movements of the highest heavens because we are so locked into this earthly realm. We are locked into what our eyes see and what our ears hear. But it is to our advantage to develop a sensitivity to the things of the highest heaven. We start to adopt God's value system when we start to bend toward the things of the highest heaven. Generally, God's highest heaven, the value system is very different from the earthly system. The things that we value so highly in the earth, eh, they are not valued highly in the heavens. And likewise, the things that are despised in the earth, many times those things are the very things that God himself values the highest. It's a completely different value system. Amen? Uh, uh, real value, therefore, is measured, not in this earthly realm, but real value is measured in the heavenly realm, in the heavens, in the highest heavens. Amen. Your true worth uh, is carried in the highest heaven. The true worth of this nation is carried in the highest heaven. Yeah. Can we say amen? amen? All right, so trying to paint that picture today, trying to make some room for that today. It requires a special sensitivity. It requires a special eye to see as God sees. And not everybody has that eye, but as of today, we will develop that eye. We will start to grow that sensitivity. Can we say amen? Uh, the Bible says that after Jesus was born, uh, uh, to fulfill the custom of the law, Joseph and his mother Mary uh, went to the temple to fulfill the requirements of the law. And as they came into the temple, the Bible says that Simeon, an older man, rushed up to the couple, picked up the baby Jesus and began to rejoice. And he began to praise God. And he began to prophesy and say, Now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen the consolation of Israel. Right? Do you remember that story? Simeon was an old man. Uh, to the naked eye, all that's going on here is a baby being brought into the temple. But the heavens, testimony, the testimony of the highest heavens was very different from a baby coming into the temple. The testimony of the highest heavens was the consolation of Israel. In fact, Simeon was so satisfied by what he said, he said, now dismiss your servant in peace. 
I have seen everything that I have need to that, that I will be needing to see. Life finds meaning in terms of the economy of the highest heaven. Praise the Lord. At the same time, another woman named Anna came and began to prophesy over the baby and tell everybody about what this baby was representing and what God was had in store for this baby. Praise the Lord. So on surface level, everybody saw a baby, but these two people, they saw beyond the baby. They saw from the angle and perspective of the heavens and the highest heavens. What man was considered normal or even despised on the earth, the heavens were rejoicing and heavens were testifying and the consolation of Israel was finished right there with, with a baby. But it required a special eye to see it. Uh, Anna and Simeon are special because they were able to see beyond the scene and see what God had prepared. It requires a special eye. It requires a special baptism of the perception. Can we say amen? And so I pray that that will be our perception today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now, one of the things that I found out, and I think it's common to both of them, both Simeon and Anna were very old. Hmm? It does not say Simeon's age, but it says that he was close to his death. And it, 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 it does say Anna's age. She was 84 years old. Uh, and I don't know if it's something consistent with all people, but I think generally there's something to be said of using uh, or, or, or the, maybe the way we learn to develop this sensitivity to the unseen highest heaven realm, it will sometimes require some time. There's th some things that come with time. There's some things that you learn in walking with God over a long period of time that you don't know maybe when you're young and just starting out, right? Uh, walking with God over a long period of time, it brings a different kind of education, a different kind of perspective like these people. They knew God in a different way, but it took time. You know, when we have youth ministry, and I've been a youth pastor, so I'm just as guilty as charged. But many times for youth ministry, we try to find a young person to teach the young people. And that's not always advisable, I don't think. Because the young people generally don't have the wisdom that's required to help young people. Because they're still all struggling with the same thing. But older people are the ones who have the wisdom that's needed for this generation. Because they've been there and done that. But who wants to listen? Nobody, only those who have a special eye, <laughs> right? Uh, the, the tendency of man, it has to be very different. But, but there's something about time. There's something about walking with God that gives you a little bit of experience in the spirit. And I eh, to see what other people don't see. Mm. In fact, the highest point of blessing, when, when Isaac got old, the Bible says that his eyes became very weak. And the day of his death was approaching. And Isaac said to his son Esau, go prepare me a meal the way I like. Because the time of my death is near. And now let me impart to you the blessing that I have prepared for you. See, when, when he was getting weak on one side, his transfer point of the blessing was increasing at that, at that very time. Right? You're welcome, church. You're welcome. Yeah. So the, the, the glory of the unseen, the glory of the highest heavens, the things that the highest heaven recognize, it's oftentimes missed by us. It requires a sensitivity. 
uh, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 19, it talks about this sensitivity, talking about the Gentiles and those who live without God in their lives. It, it, the thing that's missing from them that the believer has is this thing called sensitivity. Ephesians 4.19, it says, uh, having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity and they are full of greed. It says, having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality. There is a, 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 a scale or a, a, a balance that all of us have to strike properly. We all have a spiritual side and we all have a sensual side. Don't say that I don't have a sensual side. Everybody has a sensual side. All right? But uh, uh, the, the, the problem becomes when the sensuality is the thing we become so close to and make, makes us lose the sensitivity to the things of the Spirit. We cannot have both. We are either sensitive to the things of the Spirit or sensitive thing, to the things of the, of, of the sensuality, right? And when we are given ourselves to the things of the sensuality, it's a downhill, it leads to death. Sin is fun. Sin is pleasurable. Don't, 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 don't get me wrong. I'm not endorsing, but I, the truth is the reason people sin is because it's so much fun. You, you all left me by myself up here, eh? Sin is fun, all right? But the problem with sin is that after you have sinned, what it leaves you with is death, right? Yes. Some of you look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. I will tell from myself, put myself out there. Sin is fun. But the fruit of sin, it will leave you in depression. It will leave you in confusion. It will leave you with enemies that you did not know that you had, but they were born when you were in that sin in a different state of mind. There was a brother in our church who started drinking in one country and woke up the next day in another country, and he didn't know how he got there. That sin is fun in the moment. Even the Bible says, but it is a temporary fun. And where it ends you up is in another country where you don't know how you got there. May the Lord deliver us. And, and the worst thing about it, all of it, is that when we engage with sin, is that we lose the sensitivity to the things of the Spirit. The flesh leads to death, but the Spirit gives life. All right? When we are sensitive to the things of the Spirit, it might not always be attractive at first. All right, but the, the, it is the path that leads to life and life abundant. Praise the Lord. Sow to the flesh and reap the fruit of the flesh. But when we sow to the Spirit, we reap the fruit of the Spirit, which is life and peace. This week, we have prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting is both my favorite and worst thing at the same time. Hmm? I, I, I don't like it because your body likes food. The first time I fasted for three days, I told the Lord afterwards, I just said, Lord, you know that I love you, but this thing is, is we're going to just stop this thing called fasting. I will find different ways to serve you because I thought I was going to die. Hmm? Uh, yeah, but when you see what God does on the other side, the fruit that it, that it brings, the, 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 the idea, one idea that God drops in your spirit, right? You know, I have this allergy. I'm allergic to school, right? Eh? Do you know I'm in school now? How many of you know I'm in school now? Do you know how that happened? Prayer and fasting. I was walking right there, praying in the Spirit, and boom, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. 
And he says, you have to prepare yourself and prepare to go back to school. I said, Lord, we already talked about this. You know my academic and syllables and grammaticals. Eh? We have a long history with school. It's a miracle that I made it. My parents have such great faith. Not because they're great giants, but because they had great challenge. They arrived at this place of faith by coming through great challenge. And the biggest challenge of all was my end of, end of year school, uh, school report, report card. You think I'm, I'm joking. So when the Lord spoke to me and said, go back to school, I said, Lord, wait a minute. You forgot who you're talking to. I think the wires got crossed and you, you were sending the message to Kibron and it missed and it came to me, right? Uh, but, you know, it, it's the Lord that was doing it. And the Lord that was, it was, this message came from the third heaven. And I began to apply myself and I'm in school now. Now, if you don't need another miracle to believe God, you can believe one, that one right there. Hallelujah. God is a wonder. All right? But the amazing thing is that these things don't come from being sensitive to the sensuality. It comes from being sensitive to the spirit. God sees something in you that you would never see in yourself. God sees beyond. God gives message. God gives instruction. So some of you, the, ch the challenge I want to present to some of you today, Pastor Z is in school, so let me also go to school. I didn't say that. I say, well, uh, because if you try to be like me, you'll do a terrible job. There's only one me, excuse me. All right? But the message is, is that whatever the Spirit of God tells you to do, right? There is His blessing, there is His favor, there is His heavenly push behind that instruction. And, and that's the lesson that you take, right? My sheep know my voice. My sheep don't copy other people's voice, right? My sheep know my voice and they will follow me. So sensitivity, it, it births a lot of blessing. It births a lot of life. It changes the world. Hallelujah. Can we say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Um, so I want us to be well-versed and sensitive to the things of the Spirit. Understand that the things of the highest heaven are so different from the things of the earth. We make a mistake many times because we try to build the kingdom of God with the resources of this earthly realm. The earth is the earth and the heavens are the heavens. And we have to use the instruments of heaven to build his kingdom on earth. Right? The prayer is on earth as it is in heaven. Not a repeat of the things of the earth in heaven. When Peter stood up and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said to him, blessed are you Simon, son of Jonah. For flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my father who is in heaven and I will build on, on this rock I will build my church God builds with the stuff of the third heaven God constructs his building with the stuff of the third heaven and today it is on earth as it is in heaven praise the Lord can we say amen, amen. Uh, so I would like to just suggest uh, something to you to see everything through a different eye today if I may if I may be so bold uh, uh, that we in choose to view things through the lens of the highest heaven. Amen? Because the view is much different from up there. Luke chapter 2 and verse number 7. It's a verse that we know almost with our eyes closed. 
but I think there's so much packed in this verse that we miss it a lot, a lot of times. It says, and she gave birth to her son, Mother Mary. For, she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. There was no room available for them. Um, I, I wanted us just to take this story and just kind of unpack it. What this means that she was, he was born in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Um, I kind of got this impression and I think it's very biblical. Although the Bible doesn't spell it out quite like this, I can, I can imagine that it's pretty, it's pretty accurate. Okay? Um, when Mary received the instructions uh, that she would be the mother of the Lord, it was glorious. Blessed are you among all women, right? All nations will call you blessed, right? How can this be? The Holy Spirit will overshadow you. And the power of the Most High will come upon you. And this child will be called the Son of God, right? And she said, let it be to me according to your word. And she received an instruction that came directly from the third heaven. Right? This is not something you talk about every day. This is a supernatural intervention into the life of Mother Mary. We don't preach enough about Mary in Protestant churches. The Orthodox people that preach about Mary. But we need to preach more Mary. Chip Chaba or something for Mother Mary. And then Joseph, I would like to focus on the life of Joseph. If you remember, the Bible says that when Joseph heard that his wife was pregnant or his fiance was pregnant, he chose to, because he was a righteous man and he feared God, he chose to dismiss her quietly, right? So that not to expose her to public disgrace, right? Because he was a righteous man. But the Lord intervened and visited him and said, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. This is God's plan. So Mary had a supernatural visitation from the third heaven. Joseph had supernatural visitation from the third. Both of them are carrying this precious instruction from God. Nobody else knows about it but them. Like what they eat at their breakfast table is different from what most people talk about. Because their life has been supernaturally interrupted by this instruction from the third heaven. Hallelujah. And then the time now comes... You know, they're counting the months, the trimesters, and it's getting closer. It's time for delivery. I'm speaking prophetically to some people. Hmm. You know, the, the, the baby is now starting to show. Hallelujah. Eh, the baby is starting to kick. Eh? Yeah. Come on, mothers. You know what I'm talking about. Don't look at me like that. Someone should have said amen right there. All right. Things is happening. And then right as it's getting right close to the time of delivery, Augustus Caesar makes a decree. All of the entire realm of the Roman Empire needs, everyone needs to return to their hometown to register because we are taking a census of the entire world. Why he said that? I don't know. It doesn't say why. But if you want to register the most inconvenient time, like surely God who said you're going to have a baby and made Jesus come 
by way of the Holy Spirit into the womb of Mary. Surely the same God could have made things a little bit more comfortable and send an angel to Caesar and say, just wait a few more weeks. Right? But the third heaven is just watching. I studied this. They were living in Nazareth. Nazareth is 145 kilometers from Bethlehem. No car. No air conditioning. Come on, somebody. First class, number 11 bus, and first class donkey. And you know donkeys, that's a very smooth ride, especially if you are nine months pregnant. I don't want to berate or undermine Mother Mary, but I'm, I can only imagine that on the way, maybe somewhere around kilometer four, 45 or, or 43, maybe they started having an interesting conversation. But, you know, it, it's funny, like, they say, they say that when women is giving birth, they start getting mad at the husband. You're the one who did this to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, Joseph was a free man that day, you know. He <laughs> couldn't say you did this to me. And you can't really get mad at the Holy Spirit, can you? <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, it's rough going. And so by the time they get there... Now it's, it's forget, forget the, the, the nine months. Like any day the woman is, is ready to give birth and, and they start going from place to place. And the Bible says that there was no room in the inn. Scripture says there's no room. So they had to give birth to the baby in, 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 a, in a manger. They put the baby in the manger. Just think about me for a while. Uh, think with me for a while. This is like uh, a really kind people, you know. Like if I'm the owner of the hotel, if it's me, if you come to my hotel or my room and I see you're, you're, you're about to give birth eh, any minute now, I mean, you're very showing, you're very, I will say room number three, you go outside because you're not expecting a baby. Anyway. You take room number three. It's just good manners. These are people who are people of God. This is the, the Jewish people, the people of God, the descendants of Abraham, the descendants of the covenant of Moses, the people who knew the great commandment is to love God with all your heart and to love your... They know all this. Love your neighbor. And they see a pregnant woman about to pop and they close the door. No room. So politically, it's chaos. Eh? All of the business people and the vendors, chaos. Sounds like a few countries that I know. Eh? Eh? Everybody is being so mean to each other. The price of everything, the inconvenience of everything. And, 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 and the, the baby ends up being born eh? and placed in a manger. The manger, we have glorified it so much in, in, the, in the verse. Can I just explain to you what the manger is? Manger is where the cows go eh? to eat their food. They dump the food of the cows in the manger, the cow comes and eats the food. So there's probably a lot of cow saliva. Maybe sometimes the cow sneezes into the manger. Come on, somebody. I mean, it's the most inconvenience, inconvenience, inconvenience. All right? And the third heaven is watching all of this. If I'm Joseph, I'm feeling pretty bad right now. Because you're the man of the house. You're the head of the home. You are the provider, the breadwinner. 
and you get stuck with things that's just beyond your control. You feel helpless as the man of the house. You feel helpless. You cannot give any direction. In the time of your wife's most crucial need, eh, you have been labeled a failure. Boom. If I was Joseph, eh, after going all that journey, after going house to house and finding every door closed and the people becoming so difficult, so ugly, so mean, and then giving birth to, helping my, my wife give birth to a baby and getting the cows out of the way and cleaning up and everything and putting the baby in the manger. If I was Joseph, if I was Joseph, after all of that drama, I would sit down, put everybody to sleep. And I would say, Hee! And I would begin a conversation with God. Right here. God, you're the one who told me. To take this woman. God you're the one. Who could have changed everything. And made it so. We have houses in Nazareth. We have family there. We have, we have connections. Yeah, at least a bed. And now I have to watch my wife. Give birth with cows. Getting cows and sheep out of the way. I don't know, maybe you like cows and sheep when you're giving birth. I don't know. I, I don't know if my wife would have appreciated cows and sheep while she was giving birth. I was enough mess for her that day. By the way, no one thinks about the, the husbands when it's time to give birth. We're always worried about the wife. Somebody needs to have compassion for the husbands when it's giving birth. Amen. Amen. I'll, I'll leave that for next week. But if I'm Joseph, I'm, 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 I'm just complaining. God, what's going on here? I understand the visitation was from you. But the steps that have led me to this place have been confusing at best. Father God, the doors are closing. This is the lowest of the low of the low. I could have gone through this by myself, but my wife was about to give birth. And you are watching this whole process from the third heaven as if this is normal. This is not normal. This is not fair. I thought you were a good God. I thought you take care of your children. <laughs> God, you forgot about me. You embarrassed me in front of my family. You embarrassed me in front of these cows. Hmm? So it's very ugly on the earth. But in the highest heaven, the angels and the highest angels are singing. Glory to God in the highest. The picture on the earth realm and the picture on the highest heaven is completely different. There is no comparison. Which tells me that sometimes what you're going through, it's not as bad as it seems. The only thing that's wrong is your perspective. You have an earthly realm perspective. From the highest heaven, there is rejoicing. From the highest heaven, there is singing. From the highest heaven, there is glory to God in the highest. Hallelujah. And so may the Lord allow us to see his perspective because if we don't look, see his perspective. You see, this is the thing about the highest heaven. The thing about the highest heaven is that it goes first. Whatever is in the highest heaven today will manifest in the earth tomorrow. The greatest economy is the economy of the highest heaven. Your worth, your value, your testimony, it's hidden in the highest heaven. If there is a promise in the highest heaven, no matter how bad it looks on the earth, hallelujah, 
The highest heaven knows what's coming next. And I just wanted to talk to somebody today prophetically about your next. Somebody has found themselves in a situation no different than, the, 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 than Joseph did on that day. As a nation, we're going through some very, very complicated political things, some very complicated business and economic things, some very difficult friends and neighbors and the, the reports that we are getting. It's no different than those crazy innkeepers in Bethlehem on that day. But I want to testify to you today that in spite of this, because God has already spoken something about this land, that what God has said, that is the testimony that will have the next after this season has passed. The baby that was born in a manger today is exalted and seated at the, seated at the right hand of the Father. Today, the baby that was born in a manger is coming again with great glory. The second time when he comes, he's not coming in a manger, but he's coming with great glory and power. And all of heaven's resources, all of the host of, uh, the host of heaven will accompany him on that day. Hallelujah. May the Lord give us an eye to see. For I, I would be so bold to say that even right now, the heavens are rejoicing over Ethiopia. Do you have an eye to see? The heavens are rejoicing because heaven is right on time. He did not leave us to abandon us. He leave us to set everything up. He appeared in the, in the manger. The angels appeared to the shepherds. And the testimony, they came from the highest heaven. So let's just go up today a little bit. The, the challenge for today is for us to join the highest heaven. There is singing in the highest heaven. There is rejoicing over highest heaven. I know it's hard to see because you don't pay your rent in the highest heaven. You pay your rent on earth. Yeah. You don't have to clock in at work every, every week at the highest heaven. You clock in at work on the first earthly realm. Our focus is so attached to this manger. And the simplicity of the manger. And the difficulty of the manger. But I would like to announce to somebody that right now, the highest heaven is rejoicing over you. Right now, the highest heaven is rejoicing in the promise of God. That right now, that there is another testimony. A testimony that is far greater than the testimony that we are in right now. Hallelujah. So I just wanted to encourage somebody who's going through right now. And for us, I mean, I know many of us, uh, you know, I meet with many of you. It's just a very difficult time in the country on so many levels right now. I understand. It's nothing different from Joseph's testimony. But right now, there is a testimony of the highest. And may the testimony of the highest overtake our senses today. May we be sensitive to the things of the Spirit. May we run to the baby Jesus and see the consolation of Israel today. Can we say amen? amen. Uh, who is ready to join the highest heaven today? Is there anybody who has an appetite for the highest heaven? Hallelujah. There is a highest heaven testimony that is far greater. They are rejoicing because even though it's a manger, something has been birthed. Even though it's empty, there is something of a seed of God in that place. Hallelujah. So I don't know about you, but today I have a song.
Today I have a testimony. Today I have a hallelujah. Today I have a hosanna in the highest. Glory to God in the highest. In the Amharic it says, Ba'ariam, hallelujah. Ariam is the highest, 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 hallelujah. So could we all just stand on our feet right now? Especially those of you who are in a place that's like Joseph. The Lord has a word for somebody today. Today is your day of visitation. Right now is your time of great visitation. We worship you right now, Father God. We give you praise. Hallelujah. We join all of the heavenly hosts and we declare glory to God in the highest. Glory to God in the highest. Glory to God in the highest. I would like everybody under the sound of my voice to stand in your manger situation and begin to glorify the God of heaven. I know everything is not the way it should be. I know there's so much that you wish could have been better. But stop what you are concerned with and just lift your voice unto him.